Hello there, HFFL, and welcome back. We are on to episode 23, week 8 of the HFFL pod. I got my boy Rich here. We are watching a uh, quote-unquote slugfest here, a little NFC South action. How you doing tonight, Rich? I'm good, Jimmy, man. What's up? Not much. Just excited. A little bit of football. Weekend's coming. Very busy week. Excited to see this week uh, end here. Just just happy to, happy to be talking HFFL, that's for sure. You ain't lying. All right, so same as always, Rich and I are going to go over the week seven results. Uh, we will do a little dirt, quick and dirty fab review, and we'll break down the upcoming matchups here for week eight. Um, we do have one trade. Uh, Ryan got Gio Bernard from Corey for a fourth and J.J. Taylor. Um, anything you want to talk about here, Rich? Um, no, I mean, it's a rental. Um, so you pay for a rental, uh, you know. Corey got what Corey likes, and that's fourths and young guys, you know. So he got the backup to the backup to the backup to the backup <laughs> in New England. So I'm sure he's pretty happy about that. That'll help with his tanking process. So um, I ain't got much to say about it. You know, it's a you pay a little bit for a renting a guy because when yeah. Mixon's back. Well, and Ryan, um, for, I like it for Ryan because he's lost two in a row, and you know he's got he's got to do something at running back because he is just falling apart absolutely falling apart yeah so getting geo you know he's probably locking anywhere from 10 to 15 points into his lineup yep. based on what he had last week would be a huge improvement so i think you know, i think that he scored a take a total of 14 <laughs> in his running backs he's but uh, yeah it's a good band-aid right yeah. so i mean hopefully it gets him over the hump but ultimately i think he needs something a bit more than that but yeah, we'll get to that all right so we will go on to the week seven review here um, go over my record. I picked Scott to win for my lock of the week, got to two and five. Scott came through for me there. Um, I did pick Kobe for an upset and he lost because he sucks. Uh, Ryan picked Scott to be his up or his lock of the week. And so he got a win there. He's five and two. Uh, Julian was Ryan's upset and Julian got crushed, taking Ryan down to four and three on his upset picks. Walt baby love was five and or is five and two. He picked me as his lock. Um, and he picked himself sans Lamar Jackson to beat Scott. So he took an L there uh, down to four and three there on his upsets for Walt Baby Love. And Rich comes in, he picks me as the lock, moving up to two and one, gets a win there. And then he picks himself with the snipe, Tyler Lockett, saving the season, dare I say? Jesus. Monster, monster. But more importantly, I went two and oh this week in my picks. <laughs> That's all that really matters. Exactly. At this point <laughs> in my season. All right, so let's move on to these week seven matchups. Go ahead and start us off with Jeff versus Ryan. Yeah, so as I said last week, I didn't think either of these teams were going to be going over 170. Um, I was half right. However, Jeff did need a monster game from Devontae, 41 points to beat Ryan, 180 to 146. Um, again, neither team produced at the running back role here. Um, I think if either of them are going to contend, they need to fix that and fix it fast. Um, like I said, you know, in the trade uh, review, Ryan is putting a little band-aid on it this week with Gio. Um, we'll see how that works out for him. Um, I think, uh, you know, after that loss two weeks in a row now, I think Ryan needs to now be solely featured on the I'm freaking out man segments um, <laughs> until he gets the ship righted here and back on course. You know, uh, the team early on that kind of looked unstoppable, looked to be invincible, dodging some bullets, and he's taking some hits now. Luck is running yeah. out. He, uh, he ran the mouth a bit in the group chat, you know, and it just doesn't seem to be working out for him. A uh, little side note, Kellen is probably super jacked right now. He has been a little Curtis Samuel man crush, and Curtis Samuel's kind of going off right now. So, Kellen, I know you're happy out there. 
<clears throat> All right, next matchup, Rich versus Sam. Um, this was the closest game of the week going into Monday Night Football. Um, poor Rich. I mean, the guy, he gets this humongous break with Tyler Lockett. He has two players left. He needs basically two points. and <laughs> They barely, barely get it, leaving him in stat correction hell. Um, but he, he snuck through, got through there, got the much-needed W. Tyler Lockett just – put the team on his back. He said, I got us, you know, 51.86 points. Um, season saving. It really, it really might be season saving. Obviously uh, Rich lost Landon Collins in this game. That's going to be a big loss there. Um, but you know, Rich is the highest scoring team or the, the fourth highest scoring team, excuse me, the last three weeks, um, still fourth in potential points. He's moved up to eighth in points four. you know, in, in a crazy stat that I saw here an astounding five of Rich's seven games, have been determined by six points or less. That is just ridiculous. It's just unbelievable to me. Um, Rich has two correct. Yeah, that's what happens when, when – go ahead. No, I was going to say that's what happens when people average 190 points against you a week. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, yeah. that's, that's definitely true. Um, the schedule kind of eases up here for Rich. He's got uh, two, two playoff teams left and four non-playoff teams that, that are currently, you know, playoffs versus non, uh, left on his schedule. Uh, for Sam, this is an absolutely brutal loss. Moves him to two and five on the year. You know, he he had to be confident going into that game that, you know, he had this one in the bag. I, I know I was for him. Um, so he has the fourth best all-play record in the HFFL. He scores 170 again. Uh, you know, he gets to 194 and he takes a loss. You know, fourth highest scoring points for team on the week. It's just, just brutal for Sam. Um, he has the third most points weeks five through seven, but he goes, you know, that unlucky one and two in that time frame. Um, he's got a very, very tough schedule going forward, but, it, but it's not completely unwinnable. Um, he's still got Kellen Ryan and Brendan. Both, all three of those guys are playoff teams at the moment. Um, but he's, he's just – he's going to have to get some luck here. He's going to have to uh, – he's going to have to turn this around. He's, he's just – it's really – it's just luck because the points are there. The performance is there. He's just kind of like you have been all year. He's just taking it on the chin. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a rough one no matter the way, way it turned out. But he did hit me up. He uh, yeah. hit me up on group me. He goes, Hey, congrats on the win, man. Thanks a lot. Uh, I appreciate you busting my balls in the pod, you know? So a little <laughs> nod and I go, hold on a minute. Hold on. It is a crazy week, but we got to wait for stat correction Thursday. Right. He goes, Oh damn. I forgot about that. So I'm like, <laughs> I was sweating, man. I was sweating hard on that. Yeah. I checked this morning. I checked about six and then about eight right before school started and it hadn't changed. So I was like, all right, I think he dodged it. Yeah, I wait for that email, though. When that email comes through with the final yeah. scores, I'm like, oh, all right, now it's final. <laughs> now I can go. breathe easy. All right, next matchup, Jim versus Mike. What do you got here? Yeah, so this was my lock of the week and ended just about how I thought it was going to. Um, Mike put up a pretty good effort, scoring 173 points. Um, you know, he had good performances from uh, Romeo, Beasley, and Neil, um, which did I mention how good of a pickup that was last week? <laughs> <laughs> Neil's Neil's actually balling, man. So uh, it's good to see. It's good to see. Um, I think uh, uh, I think he's going to start to see Le'Veon get used more by Kansas City. Obviously, last week, you know, I think he only had like six carries for thirty some odd yards. But um, you know, uh, he's going to start to see Le'Veon pick it up, and he's going to get a boost in his running backs. Um, but in this matchup, uh, Jimmy just kept throwing haymakers. Um, James Robinson had one hundred and thirty-seven and two touches. A uh, huge day, um, and then following it up with you know, uh, uh, what's his name? White. I can't remember oh, his name. Devin White. Devin White. Right. Devin White. Yep. Yep. 
yeah, Devin White, three sacks, Jesus. So, um, you know, uh, I think, Jimmy, you've got the train rolling now, man. So, uh, if you got to play Jimmy in the next couple of weeks, look out. The next matchup here was Walt versus Scott. Uh, Walt's luck ran out here. Even with a perfect lineup, he would have been 10, short, 10 points short of beating Scott. Um, like I said be- before, the matchup here, he didn't have Lamar. He never really had a chance without Lamar. Uh, Walt is 7th in points for, but he is 11th in potential points. I um, mean, he's got uh, three playoff teams left on the, his remaining six. Uh, Scott comes through with my lock of the week. He's really hit a stride. He's the highest scoring team the last three weeks. He is number two in points for and potential points. Um, and his schedule kind of eases up too. He's got two playoff teams left out of his six matchups. So I do think Scott will get clipped and he'll lose one more time. Um, but he's certainly got a shot to win out here. So kind of kind of the same that you just said. If you're playing Scott, you know, these last six weeks here, it's going to be very, very tough sledding. Uh, the next matchup, Kobe versus Brendan. Yeah, so another low-scoring outing for both Brendan and Kobe. Uh, last last two weeks in a row, neither team has scored over 170 points. Uh, and that's two weeks in a row now that Brendan has won, not scoring over 170. Um, even with, you know, Josh Allen kind of coming back down to earth. Um, you know, I think I we talked about it early on in the pod uh, about, you know, how – crazy and how valuable you know halfway through the MVP was was Josh Allen and I think he's starting to come back down to earth a little bit um and uh, it's you can obviously tell that it's hurting Brendan uh Brendan's team so um and from the group me now it sounds like Kobe is going into full sell mode um (laughs) after this loss and honestly I don't blame him um it's really crowded at the top and uh the big boys up there are are really going to be hard to beat um you know especially you know, being one of the lower scoring points in the team as Kobe is. Uh, but he shot his shot. You know, he went out and sold and tried to make a run at it. And now he's just got to take the medicine. Yeah. Uh, next, match, next matchup was Greg versus Julian. And Greg is red hot. He's won four in a row. Um, he is seventh in points four over that streak. He scored at least 162 points again in all but one game this year. Um, he still overall is 13th in points for and potential points. So it is kind of, it's hard to believe here if this is, you know, hard to know then if this is going to be who he is or if he is the team that he was the first three games. But again, you know, Greg is the benchmark. You have to get to 170 to beat Greg. Um, he's got three playoff teams and three non-playoff teams remember, remaining. And then Julian, 106 points. It's the worst of the year. I mean, it's worse than anything Corey has put out on the field. It's, it's insane. Somehow he's still seventh in points four and 10th in potential points, despite that just atrocity of a week. Uh, but he's sitting at two and five, and um, he has five of the current six playoff teams left to play. Uh, mm. I hate to say it, but this season's probably a wash for Julian at this point. And then our last matchup was Kellen versus Corey. Yeah, so trust the process gave Kellen a bit, a bit of a scare this week. You know, uh, Believe it or not, he improved his scoring from last week by 54 points <laughs> to come close to the league <laughs> average and scored 165 points this week. Uh, but, you know, Kellen's team just kept chugging along, um, you know, uh, watching uh, Deontay Johnson have a good game this week. Uh, Stafford actually looked competent from a fantasy football perspective. Um, and uh, overall, he just had a solid week, a good amount of guys in double digits. Um, it was a, a, a good win for Kellen, but I know he had to get a little, get a little nervous, like, oh, my God, am I going to lose a Corey? So. Right. All right, on to uh, the quick current playoff seeding review. We have Scott as the one seed and Jeff as the two seed currently. Those two have the bye. 
Um, Kellen is the three, Brendan the four, Ryan the five, and I have snuck back in. I am the six. And for the top 20 or the 2021 top five, Corey still has the 1.01. Greg owns the 1.02. Kobe's pick owned by Greg has moved into the 1.03 slot. Walt's pick owned by Kobe is in the 1.04. And Mike's pick owned by Corey is now the 1.05. Um, and this would be Brendan if he was not the number four seed. Uh, on to the weekly fab review. Who was your favorite ad this, ad this week, um, Rich? Yeah, so I like Rashad Higgins for six bucks. Um, Cleveland passing game looked good last week, and maybe it was because they're playing a bad pass defense uh, in the Bengals, but maybe it's what they needed to get right. Um, OBJ's out now, um, looking like a significant snap increase now for Higgins. Uh, and with his size, I think he takes on that role pretty well. Uh, could be a very valuable ad there for six bucks. So uh, that was my favorite ad this week. Uh, mine was uh, Albert Okuwebunum. Uh, he, for a buck to Jeff, this is a guy that I, I tried to stash in the offseason. Um, this, is, this is one of my I wish we had more roster spots kind of guys. I've been waiting for somebody to pick him up. He's been on the field the last three weeks. Uh, you, I just couldn't keep three tight ends. But, you know, Jeff being the lowest scoring tight end team in the HFFL, taking a shot on, on Okoye Bloom is very, very smart. You got to love the athlete, 6'5", 258, runs a 4.49. Yeah, he's behind Noah Fant, but he did play with Drew Locke in college at Missouri. I just – just love the ad. I think for a buck, you just really can't go wrong. Put him on your taxi squad and see what happens. Who was your least favorite ad this week? Everson Griffin. Um, three bucks. Uh, now, I know, I know there's a lot of buzz regarding this trade to the Lions, um, but I don't really think anything is going to change with him. I may be wrong, um, but the Lions can't produce, and under this coaching staff have not produced any semblance of a pass rush. Now, you may be thinking, well, Rich, uh, that's why they went out and got them, right? They want to try to produce some sort of a pass rush. But I don't think it's the players here. I, I, don't, I don't really think it's the players. I think it's scheme all day long. They have zero to poor blitz concepts. They don't stunt. They don't mask defensive fronts. Um, and if you look around the league, successful DNs, unless you, you're talking about freaks, have schemes where they set guys up and they have plays specifically for getting to the quarterback. And this coaching staff, I think, is just so inept. It's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was Jeff Wilson to you for 10. Um, and the main reason being that he's going on that IR now for the next three weeks. And then when he is ready, I would assume that Mostert will be back. Uh, Coleman supposedly will be back this week. Um, and I still think that if, if Mostert and Coleman are both active, that Jeff will probably be a healthy scratch. I definitely see what you're doing. Anytime you can get a running back who comes off a performance like that, you know, over 103 touchdowns, He's worth the stash, and it's not like you spent some crazy asinine amount. Um, I just don't like him going right on to IR. It just kind of sucks, you know, not to, to spend 10 bucks, and you're not going to see anything, any return on that investment for at least four weeks. Yeah, really I was looking for a return on investment next year. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent after this year. No, that's um, very fair. This is a dynasty. So it is a dynasty league. So, um, yeah, so that was, that was where I was looking. Is, you know, I had Jeff Wilson on my preseason uh, roster for a long time and I had to drop him to make some room but that's what I'm, I looked up his, his contract on spot spot track mm -hmm. and it showed him as a, he's on a one year 750k deal and then he's a unrestricted free agent in the year so I'm thinking he gets healthy and uh, you know after that production people have seen that he can produce maybe he finds a job next year so that's kind of what I was thinking I don't know if you watch Mike up um, it's it's one of the things that I like to watch it's pretty funny 
Uh, last week, George Kittle was just raving about Jeff Wilson. Run, Jeff, run angry, Jeff. Run angry. It's just mm -hmm. it's very, very funny. He loves Jeff Wilson. So maybe you're right. Maybe you're on to something here long term. Uh, your biggest overspend. What do you got here? Well, there wasn't a whole lot of spending this week. I think I was high at 10 bucks again. Um, but uh, I'm thinking Rivers to Julian for three bucks here. I think it's a guy that could have went for a buck. Um, and maybe it was a knee-jerk reaction to Cam's pretty pathetic performance last week. But, you know, it's not a huge overspend, but I think a slight overspend here if I had to pick something. Yeah. Um, for me, it's Hassan Reddick. And this is really only about being a 3-4 outside linebacker. I personally, I just refuse to roster them. I think you can find somebody playing off ball, somebody who has a shot at more tackle and more stable floor. Um, so I know he's playing just about every snap right now with Chandler Jones being out or Chandler Jones being hurt. Um, but if, if studs like Khalil Mack don't have great value, then there's just no way that Hassan Reddick does, you know, play in that role. Um, but again, good job HFFL. You know, this, we seem to have reined in uh, our fab spending. So good on you guys. And your biggest value of the week, what do you got here? So I had Albert O here for a buck, um, 13 targets in his last two games, even with Fant in the game last week. Uh, I know Fant is dealing with kind of a nagging injury, so it could be a very good ad for Jeff. Yeah, and for me, I had you taking uh, Marquez Callaway for three bucks. He had six targets before the buy, had 10 targets the week after. 22-year-old rookie undrafted free agent who is able to make the team in a year with no preseason. You know, that's incredibly imp uh, impressive. Um, so kind of like with Fulgham, like I talked about with, with Fulgham, I always think that we should be taking shots on these young running backs and these young wide receivers, you know, like you just said you did with Jeff Wilson, um, and, and just stashing and seeing what we can do here. So good pickup there. All right, on to the week eight matchups. Mike versus Ryan, who do you got here? All right, I'm going to do it again. I'm putting Ryan on upset alert. So Ryan does have Carlos Hyde uh, – uh, it seemed to be getting a good amount of work, especially with Carson out. Um, if he can shake his injury designation this week, um, he's in for a good workload. And uh, we'll see what that Bandata Geo does for him. So I think it's actually going to be one of his better backfields he gets to field this week. Um, however, I think Watson is out and Hopkins is out this week, which is really going to hurt his scoring production. Um, Brady does have a good matchup against the Jets. Um, and I think Thielen can cover a little bit this week. I think he'll be targeted a lot, as I expect Minnesota to be down to Green Bay. Um, but for Mike, Mike Thomas has reported to practice now. He stopped pouting. Um, and I think there's still question marks if he's going to play. Who knows? But I think he will. Um, DK uh, is a tough uh, – gets a tough defense in San Francisco, but it's DK. Um, and – uh, this is one that's going to be close, and I, I think I spent the most time thinking about this matchup. But um, I'm going to gamble that Mike T plays and makes his triumphant return this week, and I think Mike gets the win in my upset of the week. Nice. Um, for me, Ryan has obviously no CMC. We're sitting here watching this game right now. Uh, no Ingram, and Carlos Hyde did not practice again today, so tomorrow will be you know, obviously vital for him. If he doesn't get in at least limited practice, he's probably not playing. Um, so it could be another Ty Johnson week for Ryan, which is absolutely terrible news. Like you said, he had a geo, you know, so that's, that does help him, gets him in that 10 to 15 point range for the, for one guy. But, you know, he, at this point, he'd be lucky to get 15 points out of his two starting running backs. And that's so gross. Um, no Deshaun Watson, no DeAndre Hopkins, no Joe Schobert. You know, I know he gets Adam Thielen back. Jamal Adams might be back. Um, I, Ryan is in big, big trouble this week. Um, 
the Mike Thomas thing, I, I still think something nefarious is happening here. I, I know the trade deadline is next week. So whatever this drama is will be over by the middle of next week, no matter what it is. But I think he's going to play. I agree with you. I think he's done pouting. I agree with you completely. I love Lev Bell here in the, the revenge game narrative against the Jets. Um, I'm going with Mike too. I didn't actually pick this one as my upset of the week, but I'm going to pick Mike here. Our next matchup, Kellen versus Scott. What do you got here? I got this as my game of the week. Um, I think there's a couple of deciding factors here for me um, as both teams are 5-2 and two coming into this matchup. Um, Alvin Kamara, Scott's wide receivers with Allen Diggs and Galladay this week and Kelsey is at tight end with a great matchup against the Jets. Um, I see this as being a good one. Uh, I think it's going to really come down to the individual matchups because um, the teams are very close. Um, but I just think Scott's more talented. And, and like you said, and you know, I think we said earlier, Scott's just rolling right now. So uh, I'll take Scott this week in my game of the week. Yeah, I also have this as my game of the week. Um, I kind of feel for Kellen. You know, I, I pointed him out as a team that was absolutely needed to be looked at as one of the best teams in the league. And he has been really struggling ever since then. Obviously, that coincided with the deck injury, which has really changed the face of his team. Um, Stafford has kind of a tough matchup this week. And then the, on the other end of it, you know, anything he throws to Kenny G, you know, Scott is going to kind of trump him. You know, those wide receiver points are going to are going to be more valuable than the quarterback points on, on every pass play. So, you know, I, I have a tough time thinking that Kellen's really even going to be very competitive. Um, he does have Aaron Donald versus Tua, which to me is, it's always interesting when you get, you know, a just world-class defender gets a rookie quarterback in his first career start. Uh, you know, last time I pointed out Aaron Donald, it was, it was mostly an O-line issue, you know, and Miami doesn't have a great O-line, but you know, who, who knows? I think Tua will get the ball out quick, but you know, Aaron Donald is scary there. Um, Scott is, you know, he's getting Darius Leonard back. He practiced in full today. Scott's just so good. You know, he's got that league leading DB unit. Um, it's going to be very, very hard to beat. Um, I just think he's too good here for, for Kellen. Next match. No boot, no boot, no Buddha this week though. Buddha's out this week. I missed that. Uh, bye. Oh yeah, you're right. Well, I still got Scott. <laughs> I just want to say, you know, something to think about here is Buddha's out. Oh, yeah. Buddha's like a 25 point a week guy. So. Yeah, he's number one IDP, IDP player right now. That's for sure. Yeah, All right, crazy. Jim versus Greg. What do you got here? So I'm going to the well again, there, Jimmy. I'm counting on you, man. This is my lock of the week. No Kyler for Greg means no win for Greg. Jimmy's at full strength surging up the standings. Um, let's see if I can make it happen for a third time. I'm going with Jimmy here as lock of the week. I definitely appreciate the love. Um, no makes and no Godwin struggling Robert Woods. That definitely has me a little bit worried. Um, but again, like you said, I, I do dodge Kyler, which thank God I made the schedule. That was genius move on my part. <laughs> um, so dodge Kyler, you know, he's got Nick Foles. Nick Foles won me a title. Always remember you always love you. Big Nick, Nick. I'll never forget. But um, I, just, I just don't think Greg gets his 160 this week. I don't think he gets there without Kyler. So I'm going to pick myself as well. Kobe versus Rich. What do you got here? So this is a tough one for me. Um, you know, I'm looking, and I don't think Aaron Jones is playing this week. Um, and that could be a serious blow to Kobe's chances of winning here. I know Landon Collins went out, who is one of my two most consistent and probably the, two of the only consistent defenders that I have on my team. Um, that hurts. Uh, hopefully I've been able to replace them satisfactorily at least uh, for the time being. Um, but 
I really like Tannehill's matchup this week against Cincinnati. Um, I think that's going to be one of the deciding factors. Um, I'm expecting uh, Kareem Hunt to have a big game as well um, against the Raiders. So I'm going to go ahead and pick myself and hopefully get my, my first winning streak of the year going. Yeah, I, I, I think that uh, Kareem Hunt is going to be a top three, top five play at running back this week. I, I really love that spot that he's in. Um, you've got some pretty good matchups all around on offense. You know, you had finally got some luck go your way with, with Tyler Lockett. You know, tied for fifth and points four over the last four weeks. You know, maybe it's maybe it's time for you to get a little streak here. Uh, but for Kobe, you know, if you take out weeks one and two, Kobe is the second lowest point four team in the entire HFFL. You know, he's only scored 30 more points than Corey over that time frame, which is a five-week stretch. But Green Bay does get Minnesota, um, and Minnesota did just trade Yannick Ngakwe, and Aaron Rodgers absolutely torched Minnesota. Uh, so it's interesting. It's an interesting matchup. I do have you winning here, Rich. Um, I think you're just a little bit too strong, especially, you know, I, I got that same question about Aaron Jones, especially since Matt can't get a hold of Sam or uh, Sam is not responding to Matt, however that's playing out. And uh, Matt wants <laughs> Jamal Williams. I'm sure he wants him for a fourth. And Sam's basically telling him to kick rocks. So I appreciate that, Sam. It's good looking yeah. out. Good so, on you, Ken. Uh, yeah, exactly. All right, I got Rich here. Julian versus Jeff. Uh, so Jeff has survived so far without Galvin. Um, is that where we're at? Yeah. Hold on. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, uh, it looks like, uh, he's getting them back this week. Um, and I also love Jeff's wide receiver matchups this week. Um, I look at Julian's team and I really can't believe the points he put up last week. I mean, you just look at his team and you're like, how in the yeah. world yeah. did like that not just come from six of his players, <laughs> right? Like, um, I mean, it was disappointing just all the way across the board. Um, but, but this week, I think, you know, Jeff gets Galvin back. I think the trash trunk will be getting drunk this week, and he's going to roll the river rats. Jeff, uh, off to a 5-2 and two start, fourth in the power rankings, fourth in points four, fifth in potential points. You know, Jeff's a legitimately good team right now, and this will be the first time since week two that he'll get Galvin and uh, – Devontae Adams back in his lineup together you know he'll tell you that he doesn't complain about his injuries only in the group chat or in the, the individual thread to me and Walt you know but uh, that's that's kind of scary you know that he's he's at that point with his points four you know and he hasn't had two of his best players consistently on the lineup so mm -hmm. uh, for Julian you know he's got the the top running back do or top running back scoring unit in the HFFL um, I love Gurley in this matchup tonight I haven't really been paying enough attention at the moment to know how he's doing um, Evans versus the Giants on Monday night with no Chris Godwin. That's kind of interesting. Um, but Cam Newton, Cam Newton had uh, 64 points week one and week two combined. He's only scored 30 in his last three starts. So like we saw, you know, he picked up Phillip Rivers. He's hoping that, uh, you know, you start your guys against the Lions. And as a Lions fan, that's an absolute brilliant move. There's nothing wrong with, uh, with making that move. But it's just one of those things where, um, you know, what, what do you do here? Do you, do you believe that, that Julian is better than the 106 that he scored last year? Or do you believe that Jeff is as good as the five and two start that he started out with? Um, and despite um, my little knock here, I'm going to go ahead and go upset of the week. Julian Ooh. with Galvin and Devontae Adams back. I don't Ooh, know. That's a spicy it, meatball. Yeah. I'm just going to go. It's just, it's a kind of on a gut feeling. I think it's going to come down to Julian needing big games from, 
uh, Mike Evans and Antoine Winfield on Monday Night Football, and I think he's going to get it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and go against uh, the old trash trunk here. Julian in an upset, big-time upset. Sam versus Brendan. Yeah, so uh, I'm officially now a believer in the points floor. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah. a believer in Sam, actually, in yeah. Sam's team. Um, uh, but he has uh, no Kirk, no Johnson this week, no David Johnson. Yep. Um, but, you know, he does get Jamal Williams um, as long as he doesn't trade him um, with Aaron Jones possibly out or, you know, uh, hampered by injury. Um, I think he's in for a big day. Um, you know, he's a three down kind of guy, he catches balls out of the backfield. And I can see him easy getting, you know, five, six, five, six grabs uh, this game. Um, and the trends show it here, man. Day's team is, is, you know, even though he's two and five, he's trending up. And even though Brendan's team is five and two, he's trending down and falling hard. Um, and running backs are a big part of it. Um, you know, Clyde is going to get, you know, his share stolen from him from Le'Veon and, David Montgomery is getting all the work and doing nothing with it. Yeah. So um, I say this one goes to Sam and he gets his third win of the season. Um, and then for me, I, I agree with what you're saying. The thing with Sam, I'm a little bit worried about Zeke. Um, I do have Zeke in a couple of redraft leagues and not having really any starting alignment or a competent quarterback at the moment. is just crushing Zeke. Um, like you said, no David Johnson. Uh, Devontae Parker is dinged up, and he gets Jalen Ramsey if he does play, so that's, that's pretty tough. Um, Mark Andrews has a tough matchup with Pittsburgh. It's not impossible now with Devin Bush being out, but Pittsburgh is, is a very good team. But again, that points floor, you know, he hasn't scored below 170 at all, so Brendan's absolutely going to have to bring his A game. I do believe that Le'Veon's going to get a little bit of an extra love this week, so that might limit Clyde Edwards' E-Lair against the Jets, but it, the Jets are just so bad that I feel like there's enough. There's just enough for them to go around. I think this is one of those weeks where Patrick Mahomes kind of has to take a back seat because they're just blowing into Jets out in third, fourth quarter. If if he's throwing at all, it's, you know, little bubble screens or whatever and probably isn't even playing in the fourth. Um, I love Ridley versus Carolina. Again, haven't been paying attention enough to really know what's happening here. And then Fulgham versus Dallas. Anybody versus Dallas. And Fulgham has been absolutely red hot. Miles Garrett is having an insane season. He's the 34th overall player on the year, the third highest scoring IDP behind only Buddha and Jordan Foyer, and they both get that inflated DB scoring. So he is just killing it. Um, Brendan has the number three defensive line team, the number two linebacker team. I think this is a very close matchup, and I think this is the first time this year that Sam falls under 170. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Brendan. And the last matchup, Walt versus Corey. What do you got here? Okay, so I never said I'll, I said I'll never pick Corey again after his 111 point performance. Um, so uh, I think I think uh, the shade get it right. They got Lamar back. Uh, you know, he's got um, you know really some really good defenders coming up this week. And, and honestly, he just needs to score over 160. And I think he does it this week and beats beats Corey. So I'm going with the shade. Yeah. Um... If Walt played Corey every single week this year, he'd be 6-1. and one. So I'm, I'm not going to overthink it. Lamar's back. Walt wins. I think he's just going to roll, get himself back on track, be feeling himself, um, and be very happy. So that's it for us. I really appreciate your time, Rich. Thanks, everybody, yep. for listening. And we've got a couple segments for you guys coming up. All right. Talk to you later, Rich. See you, guys.
What's crack-a-lackin', my brothers from other mothers? This is your host, with the most, Walt Baby Love, swinging it at you for the Week 8 HFFL Fantasy Picks. We are about halfway through the season, and the playoff race is pretty tight, just like I like it. Yeah... The top nine spots in the league still have a solid shot of being one of the six to make the postseason for the HFFL crown. As injuries are among us and bye weeks are in full flux, the next few weeks are going to be crucial into separating the men from the boys. The upcoming, yeah, matchups should be creamy and tantalizing for sure. Looking at last week's picks, Walt Baby Love remained full chub by picking five right. Richie Rich also picked strong with five as well last week. It looks like Richie Rich is going to provide a little bit more competition for Baby Love. Well, the Baby Love is always down for some heated love, stroking, and poking. Overall to date, Baby Love leads the way in overall picks at 32, Richie Rich at 28, The Guido at 27, and The Kamish at 25. Baby Love is straight dicking it with the long stroking. Yeah. Without further ado, let's get it on to the Week 8 HFFL Fantasy Picks. In the first matchup, we have the Irish Tigers versus the Kamar adds 10 pounds. This is a huge, yeah, matchup in week eight. This matchup should be a great pissing contest for the team owners. The Irish Tigers will have their best wide receiver on a bye this week in Will Fuller, as well as their best pound in Zach Cunningham. There is also quite a few Q labels on the Irish Tigers team, which is likely to have Kellen sweating in his panties until game time. The Kamars have buy implication as well, with Cooks and Team MVP Buda Baker having an off week. Even with these two out of the lineup, the missing week eight piece for the Irish Tigers puzzle to victory will come, yeah, up short a few inches. In the game of the week, the Kamars win. In the next matchup, we have the Shade and Trust the Process. The Shade wins. That's all. In the next matchup, we have the Assistomatica Grammaticas versus the Jedi. The Grammaticas need a win in a serious way to hang on to the thread that Mike, the owner, would call a playoff hope. The Grammaticas will get that opportunity this week when they face a Jedi team that has lost two in a row and barely can muster enough shit to continue to spew. 
The Jedi will be without DeAndre Hopkins and Joe Schobert due to a bye this week, along with injuries to CMC Run Chocolate, Run CMC that is, Julian Edelman and Raheem Mostert, and a slew of others. There is not enough power in the Jedi's Rebellion to get a victory this week. In Walt Baby Love's Lock, Stock, and Smoking Barrels Pick of the Week, the Grammaticas will win. The next matchup is the River Rats versus Trash Trunk Get Jacked. The River Rats has been riding the struggle bus all season, and the owner Julian may be, in fact, the King Rat. There are plenty players on the Rats team to be happy about. There's Gurley Q, King Henry, and they have been getting it done from week to week. Mike Evans and Allen Robertson have been solid as well. However, not enough big play guys on the D. Yeah, side of the ball has haunted the River Rats all season. Trash Trunk Get Jack has been competitive all season long. This is due to decent quarterback play, great play from one running back in Galvin Cook, and a really solid trio of receivers. There's also been above average play on the D yeah, side of the ball for the cave. However, Trash Trunk will be dealing with the Week 8 by Blues as well and will have to shuffle his lineup in hopes of picking a winning one. The question is, does the Cave pick correctly? In Walt Baby Love's Upset Special of the Week, the River Rats will plague Trash Trunk get jacked. The Rats win. The next matchup is the Kobe versus Roll Tide. The Kobe need a win to stay in the playoff hunt. There is a Q tag on the Kobe's best running back. They also have their best defensive end in J.J. Swat and best pound in Jordan Hicks on a bye. The Kobe still has me and Julio Jones down by the schoolyard as well as Slingin' D. Slayton and Noah Fantastic that all have the ability to put up big numbers. However, the Kobe's D, yeah, may be dysfunctional and may not be fully erect this week. Maybe a need for a new prescription for the little blue pill for that extra push. Yeah, is needed. The bye week will be especially kind to Roll Tide this week. The loss of Landon Collins was a huge blow. Yeah, however, the Roll Tide seems to be trending more at full strength. This will be the difference as the Roll Tide wins. In the next matchup, we have Dave's team versus Make My Team Great Again. Dave's team has been everyone's favorite bad team. It's mind-boggling that this team that looks so good has done so bad. Injuries have not played a factor in it either. It is mismanagement. Is it underachieving? Either way, Dave needs to resurface and get with the program. Motivate this team and turn this thing around right now. 
You see what I did there, Van Halen fans? Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. With David Johnson and Christian Kirk not suiting up due to a bye week, shuffling the lineup is a little tougher. Make My Team Great Again has been balling out. They have been slinging and slinging and dinging and shutting up their critics along the way. MFL will fail again with predicting Dave's team to win. Make My Team Great Again will win this debate. Make My Team Great Again wins. In the next matchup, in our last matchup, we have the Snowmen versus though you win some and lose some. The Snowmen are facing one of the hottest teams in the league and will be without top running back Robinson and the next in line Chase Edmonds. However, he still has P. Mahomo, and any time you have a Mahomo at your dispense, good things are to come. Yeah. The Winstons will be, be without their top QB and Kyler Murray due to a bye. This is a huge blow. Yeah, the winter blow of the snowman will be too much for the wind suns and will cool them off this week. The snowmen win. As always, my friends, I'd like to stay, or excuse me, I'd like to say stay classy, stay sexy, and stay safe. And as always, love, peace, and chicken grease. with your dipstick jackass look guys you legitimately have multiple days to figure out your free agent acquisitions or at the very least you have about 24 hours there's no excuses first name last name same name it doesn't matter i hate to pick on my fellow phys ed guys but ryan you deserve it you are an idiot think with your dipstick jackass Hello, HFFL, and welcome back to another episode of Jedi Corner with the milk bag body himself, yours truly, owner of the Jonesboro Jedi. Here to talk about some games with you this week and the matchups that we have. Uh, obviously, as always, we're going to start out with my team, the Jonesboro Jedi, against the Asymptomatica Grammaticas. Uh, basically, this is the most injury-prone game I've seen all season. Um, the Jedi's top four running backs could be out again this week. So, obviously, a trade for Jill Bernard has helped him, hopefully, if jo- if Mixon doesn't play this week. So, um, obviously, we know all about all of Mike's injuries and, and what have you. Michael Thomas, don't know if he's going to play still or not this week. Hopefully, he doesn't, for my sake. Um, 
looking at this game, I think it'll be a pretty close matchup. Uh, I, I'm, I think that, as Matt would say, the Jedi are going to get lucky and pull through. Jedi win this one. Next game, fire up Irish Tigers against the Kamara adds 10 pounds. This, uh, I don't, I mean, Kamara adds 10 pounds has been coming on strong the last few weeks. He's been scoring an ungodly amount of points, showing that he is the best team in the league, showing that he's number one. Um, just hoping that he gets knocked off in the playoffs by somebody so that I don't have to play him. Uh, the Kamara adds 10 pounds, wins big. SJ River Rats against Trash Trunk Get Drunk. This is a matchup of the second place team in the league against the second to last place team in the league. I think this is going to be much the same. Uh, Trash Trunk Get Drunk and Jeff are going to pull through in this one, although I do think this game is going to be closer than what we may think. Next up, Kobe against Roll Tide. Kobe has been slipping after a 3-0 start. He's now 3-4. Roll Tide is 2-5. Just got a win last week. He needs another one. I think that this game is going to end up being really close. I'm actually going to lean towards the side of Kobe, though. I think Kobe's going to pull this one out. Kobe wins. Dave's team against Make My Team Great Again. This... Okay, uh, is is my upset special of the week. Dave's team, I pick him like every week, and every week he lets me down. But you know what? I'm still going to pick him again. This is my upset special of the week. Dave's team takes down Make My Team Great Again and moves me up the rankings. Don't let me down, Dave's team. Don't let me down. Next, Barrow Snowmen, and you Winston, you lose some. In this matchup, uh, this is my lock of the week. Barrel Snowmen win very big against you, Winston. You lose some with uh, Kyler Murray on a bye. Um, that's, that spells trouble for Greg's team in this matchup. Um, it, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be good. Uh, Jimmy's team wins big. Snowmen win. Next matchup, the Shade and Trust the Process. Uh, I mean, he's been trusting the process, losing every week. So this is going to continue. The Shade is going to get another big win. He is right now um, in the seventh spot, I believe. Yeah, one one place out looking in to the playoffs behind the Snowmen and the Jedi. So uh, this could be a big win for the Shade uh, in his chances at the playoffs. The Shade win. I didn't tell you my game of the week. Looking up at the matchups here, I honestly think that the best matchup and the game of the week this week, I'm not going to pick anyone from like the best teams. Uh, there's not really any great head-to-head matchups. I'm going to say the best, the, the game of the week, the closest game, the best game this week is going to be uh, Kobe versus Roll Tide. One of those teams needs a win uh, to keep their chances of the playoffs alive. So I think that's my, my matchup of the week. And like I said, I'm taking Kobe to win that one. All right, guys. Uh, I know this has been another short episode. I'm just trying to keep these very short for you. Um, this could be my last football game of the regular season on Friday night, um, as we play the defending state champion. So, um, maybe I'll be back on the pod with Jimmy next week. We'll see. Uh, until then, Catch you on the flip side, homies.
Hey guys, just want to come at you here with a quick little ditty. Uh, we're just a little bit over halfway in our uh, regular season action here. Um, and I wanted to kind of review the bets and I wanted to review you know, how teams are doing with their, with their points. Um, so quick review on the bets here. Uh, myself and Kellen, we had a bet. Uh, who would have more receptions in 2020? I said Robert Woods. He said Cooper Cup. At the moment, Cooper Cup is winning that battle 37 to 31. Uh, next bet, myself and Scott. Oh, let's skip that one. Let's go. Okay, myself and Scott. Uh, who's starting wide receivers would score more in 2020? That was a $10 bet. Uh, there's also a $10 bet with Kellen there. Uh, the $10 bet with Scott for wide receivers. Uh, Scott's wide receivers currently through seven weeks have scored 286 points, good for 40.8 per game. <clears throat> Mine have scored 262, 37.4 per game. I would say that... Uh, Obviously, Scott wins there at the moment, and neither one of us are probably very happy with the production that we have gotten out of our wide receivers this year. So it should be interesting to see going forward what happens if, uh, if there's a changing of the guard or if Scott wins. Uh, the next bet, Walt and Corey. Uh, who's going to have more fantasy points in 2020 in the HFFL? Uh, Walt with LaVisca Chenault and Corey with uh, Denzel Mims. <clears throat> That's a $20 bet. Currently, Walt is dominating. Obviously, Mims just had his first game uh, last week, but you know I don't think they made any injury qualifications, nothing that I saw. Um, I know that Scott and I didn't make any, and Kellen and I did not make any. And then, oops, I just deleted it. One second, sorry about that. The One of the bets that was made was between Scott and myself, um, but it was a 2021 bet. Uh, whether or not J.K. Dobbins would be a top 20 running back in 2021, another 10 spot there. So uh, we'll see how that one plays out. We might get a little preview this week of what uh, J.K. Dobbins looks like without Mark Ingram. Um, obviously, halfway through the season, things don't look great for any running back in Baltimore, but taking Ingram out, maybe that uh, looks a little better going forward. And then Rich and Mike called their deal off <clears throat> due to injury. Um, kind of a wuss way out uh, as it was referred to in the pod or into the group chat but hey you know it is what it is those gentlemen uh, are gonna have to live with it all right on to the scoring the top three quarterback scoring teams in the HFFL currently are Sam Dave's team at 231 uh, you win stun you lose some Greg at 214 and then myself in third at 196 uh, the bottom three teams here we have Mike Julian and Corey. Um, no real surprise there. Um, Mike had some injuries early. Julian's had a lot of underperforming, and Corey, let's be real, isn't trying to win. Surprise here is that uh, our boy Scott has been able to stream his way up into the middle. I think he's eighth at the moment. So look at Scott playing those matchups. Uh, running backs. Julian has the top running back group so far at 251 points. Pretty impressive through seven weeks. Second is Scott, which is actually very impressive considering he lost Saquon really early and then only had one game really a, a three quarters of a game from Miles Sanders and then Jeff is third at 206 uh, the bottom three teams here Corey I think this is going to be a repetitive theme here but Corey uh, Ryan obviously losing CMC is a, a big reason for that but you know CMC is looking like uh, it's pretty much his only real reliable point scorer there I know he added Mostert, uh, who has not seemed to be able to stay healthy, and Mark Ingram is underperforming dramatically this year. And then the worst running back scoring team in the HFFL is Greg. I have to say, you guys called that. I was definitely wrong. I thought his running backs would be better than they are, but they are not. Top three wide receiver scoring teams, we have Jeff at 329, Ryan at 316, and Scott at 286. And the bottom three, we have Greg at 207, 
Colby at 197, and Trust the Process at 170. At tight end, <clears throat> we have Scott leading the way. He scored 97.5 points on the year at tight end. Rich is second at 95.9, and myself, I am in third at 86.9. And our bottom three teams here, we have Greg at 39.6, Julian at 34.1, and Jeff at a whopping 24.7. That is incredible. Seven weeks of action, he's got a whopping 24 points. That is insane. Going to skip kickers because kickers are irrelevant and they need to be removed from this league. On to defensive linemen. Best defensive lineman in the HFFL, or excuse me, D-line in the HFFL currently is Greg at 192. Corey has the second best defensive line in the HFFL at 181. And Brendan is third. That's pretty much carried exclusively by Miles Garrett, which has been insane this year. Um, and then on the other end here, we've got, uh, excuse me, Mike at 118. Ryan at 108, and Julian with the worst defensive line group in the league at 93. Pretty brutal there. Linebackers, you have myself at 281. We have Brendan at 228, and we have Kobe at 204. Our bottom three here, we have Greg at 154, and then a big jump down to Julian at 116, and Corey at 110. And Laston, probably... Probably not least, because these boys really put up some points. We have Scott at 283, so two more points than my linebackers with his three DBs. So, you know, that's all I'm going to say there. Uh, asymptomatic or grammaticas, Mike at 281. And then a big jump down to Julian at 238. Uh, Julian has the third best here. And then uh, on the flip side, we have Corey with 159, Rich at 148. So it's a good thing that uh, that player got hurt because Rich was getting absolutely destroyed. Um, and then Brendan. Brendan is the lowest scoring DB team in the HFFL. So if you are a contending team, maybe uh, take this little bit of knowledge. Go see if uh, some of these lower scoring teams, like we talked about Corey, you know, he's got that D line just popping. So maybe it's time to hit Corey up and see if you can get something from him. All right, HFFL, I'll talk to you boys later. Go Blue.